0: The Urbanist is brought to you in association with the Department of Culture and Tourism Abu Dhabi. Sadiaq Cultural District Abu Dhabi is a beacon of hope and inspiration. A catalyst to spark growth and collaboration with museums and experiences, where art and science and nature and technology coexist. The belief of Abu Dhabi that culture is the backbone of our society. Stay tuned for a special episode of the show in which you can hear His Excellency Mohammed Khalifa al-Mubarak explain exactly why and how Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi is the perfect place to collaborate, create and innovate. Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi. Proud partner of The Urbanist on Monocle Radio.
1: Hello, I'm Andrew Tuck and you're listening to Tall Stories on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist, the show all about the cities we live in. On today's episode, we head to Paris to mark Monocle's upcoming Quality of Life conference in the city. Along the French capital's left bank sits an iconic bookstore that is not only a point of pilgrimage for visiting bookworms, but a place for aspiring writers to find both inspiration and accommodation too. Guiding us through its storage shelves today is Sally Howard.
2: Few names loom larger in Paris's literary imagination than Shakespeare and Company. In the bookish nooks of this left-bank store, its green and yellow awning unmissable at the corner of Rue de la Boucherie and Rue Saint-Julien-le-Pauvre, Literary careers have been forged, romances ignited and wide-eyed tourists introduced something of la vie bohème. A decade ago, my husband wooed me in the piano room of this grotto-like English-language bookstore in Paris, where hardback biographies are stacked like the Manhattan skyline and shop tabby cat Aggie is often to be found curled up in a warm spot behind the door. We'd buy novels, then, on the recommendation of one of the shop's enthusiastic young staff, then stroll along the Quai de Montebello, fancying ourselves as F. Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald, who were habitués of Shakespeare and Company in the 1920s. Or we'd while away afternoons in the shop's first-floor library, where books are famously not for sale, and the reviews views through cracked windows of Notre Dame framed by cherry trees. This storied Parisian bookshop was founded in 1919 by modernist publisher Sylvia Beach and moved from Saint-Germain to its current Senside location in 1951 under the management of shock-haired American eccentric George Whitman, who sought, he said at the time, to build a shop that was akin to a book that leads into a magical world in the imagination. William Burroughs researched the Naked Lunch in Shakespeare and Company's ancient medical tones. Fellow beats Allen Ginsberg and Gregory Corso Strip Naked for a 1958 poetry recital, and unabashed feminist icon Anaïs Nin swig Bordeaux from the bottle at the 1974 launch of her tell-all memoir. Since the 1950s, Shakespeare and Company has also played host to the aspiring young writers Whitman dubbed the Tumbleweeds. The Tumbleweeds are invited to sleep on makeshift beds erected on the store's bookshelves, to borrow freely from its library and pay their keep by manning the tills. 3,000 of them had passed through its creaking green-painted doors by 2020. George Whitman died in 2011 at the age of 98 and was widely mourned by the literary monde. His daughter Sylvia now runs Shakespeare and Company, which is going from strength to strength since an online campaign to save it during the pandemic. Back then, former tumblewees, including Jeanette Winterson, rallied round to raise funds, and the store reversed a long held policy of not debasing itself with e commerce. It now sells rare books online, and memorabilia such as Lissac Chopin, painted with the Shakespeare and Company's logo, a line drawing of the Bard. George Whitman was famously fond of likening himself to the lamplighters who illuminated the streets of the medieval Rive Gauche. I'm just a Frère Lampier he'd tell his wide-eyed young tumbleweeds, drinking, as was his eccentric want, rouge from an empty tuna can. This, he said, is the modest role I play. A 70-year legacy, as well as millions of happy customers toting paperbacks as they stroll along the Seine, might beg to disagree.
1: You've been listening to Tall Stories, a Monocle 24 production. Today's episode was written by Sally Howard and produced and edited by David Stevens. Remember to tune in on Thursday for the full 30 minute edition of The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck, goodbye, and thank you for listening, City Lovers.